Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it is five minutes past six a.m. and this is ZK Zalman Kopel, chief engineer here at the Nachum Siegel Network and also the host of the Tuesday Live Lunch. And uh, I am sitting in for Nachum Siegel till uh, about seven thirty this morning, and it's a privilege for me to be here. Um, we are broadcasting live, by the way, from our Brooklyn, New York studios, and um, yeah, it is great to be here. I haven't hosted a JMNAM in ages, in a long, long time. So I'm very excited to uh, be here with you. And um, we're going to be getting to some great Shabbos music coming up. Uh, by the way, if you want to reach uh, reach me here in our studio at zk at nachamsegel.com, zk at nachamsegel.com, that is the way to reach us here in our Brooklyn studio. And um, yeah, let us know where you're tuned in from. Also, comment on our uh, on our app. If you're tuned in our app, please uh, yeah comment and let us know how we sound this morning here in Brooklyn. It's a cold one out there. It is uh, like I don't know, 19 degrees outside. So if you are heading out shortly, do bundle up. You'll need extra layers today. It is really really cold. And uh, Shabbos, it's supposed to be uh, pretty nasty weather here in New York, uh, New Jersey tri-state area. So, um, yeah, make your uh, plans accordingly, you know. 
Um, Derev Shabbos, Parshas Vayishlach, candlelighting today at 4.11. I think this is the earliest it gets. <laughs> so um, I think next week, I don't know, if it's next week will be again 4.11, then it starts going back up. So I have to check that out. I'll let you know in just a bit. <laughs> okay, we are going to head back to the music. As I mentioned, Nachum will be here at uh, about 7.30 could be a little bit earlier. I'm not sure, you know, depends on when his flight gets back. He is, uh, he of course is on his way back from the Holy Land. Those of you who missed the show yesterday, you missed a great one. Nachum, uh, did a great, uh, broadcast from, uh, the Imba Hotel in Jerusalem. And it's up on our archive page if you did miss it. And, uh, yeah, you can check it out on, uh, NachumSiegel.com. And of course, uh, it's up on our, app as well, yesterday's JM and AM. So uh, Nachum's on his way back. Master Shem will be here um, uh, about an hour or so. I don't know. But, uh, I'll uh, text him uh, you know, in shortly and see if he, he responds, see uh, uh, if he's on his way over here to our Brooklyn studios. We are going to continue here uh, with this great medley from Encore. This is a medley we Played for many years over at the Nachum Siegel show and the evening show. Um, and uh, I figured we would play it right now here on JM in the AM. It is the Nachum Siegel Network.
Garman with Gila Orina, Ari Goldwag with Hanukkah Light. Hanukkah, uh, the first night of Hanukkah is uh, next Motzei Shabbat. So I uh, figured we'd get the Hanukkah music rolling here on JM and the AM. Um, Schlockrock, bring back that Shabbos feeling. That is a great song. Love that one from Schlockrock. Uh, Dava Gabe with Oizer. And of course, we heard Encore, the Shabbos medley. We used to play that every Thursday night on the Nachum Siegel show going back uh, a couple of years. And uh, yeah, love that song. 6.30 in the morning here on Jamin AM. It's ZK's Zalman Kopel, chief engineer here at the Nachum Siegel Network, sitting in for Nachum Siegel for about another uh, hour or so. Nachum just landed, just heard from our general manager, Miriam L. Wallach, and uh, they just landed at uh, JFK, and uh, Nachman's going to head in a cab, uh, and uh, hopefully there won't be any traffic on the belt. I should check that with my ways, you know, check the ways and see the uh, where the traffic situation is. I'll assess when he'll be here. Um, but yeah, he should be here within the hour in our uh, Brooklyn, New York studios here. And of course... Uh, Nach- um, excuse me, uh, Malcolm Homeline, <laughs> that is, will be on with Nachum 
hopefully at uh, 745. Of course, we have Ray Benjamin Uden with the um, uh, with the uh, Shabbos Thrasha, <laughs> and uh, that's going to be coming up at the Torah portion of the week, that is, <laughs> and that's going to be coming up at, uh, um, I think that happens about 8.15. <laughs> and, uh, yes, we have our app going here. Um, listener B. Kramer checking in with us. Um, Tenenbaum J. checking in with us. Good to hear from you uh, listeners. Please comment on uh, our app. Let me know how uh, how we sound this morning. Nach- the Nachum Siegel app. If you haven't downloaded yet, I urge you to do so. It's a free app. You could uh, download for your your uh, Android or Apple devices. Just go into your smart store, your app store, and just type in the magic name, Nachum Siegel. N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L. And you'll see it right there. And um, it has lots of great features as well. Of course, the... Alarm clock, which woke me up this morning. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not easy to get up, and it did the job. So, please download it. You'll see what I'm talking about. Anywho, it's Er uh, Shabbos Parshas Vayishlach, candlelighting at 4:11. Yes, it is the earliest it gets here in the New York, New Jersey tri-state area. If you're heading out soon, do bundle up. It is 17 degrees out there. I already warned. Um, our general manager on the on our WhatsApp group, please bundle up before you head out. It is a cold one, and uh, snow on the way tonight. Yes, there is supposed to be a couple inches of snow here in the New York, New Jersey tri-state area. Uh, a lot more if you head up north. So, um, yeah, do uh, make your plans accordingly because it is going to be some. Rain and snow going on between tonight and through, uh, um, I think it's supposed to end around uh, noontime tomorrow, but whatever it is, it's going to be a little messy over Shabbos. 6.33 here uh, on this Friday morning, and we are going to continue with more great Jewish music. We'll get to this uh, great selection from... The great Ben Sion Schenker, a blessed memory, he uh, passed away a few weeks ago um, while we were in Venice, by the way. Um, I was actually very close to Ben Sion. Uh, I dove in the Majestibel for many years in Flopush, and I was very saddened to hear uh, of his passing. And um, yeah, we are going to get to this selection, Lechado Di, from Ben Sion Schenker, a blessed memory. Here it is. On the Nahum Siegel Network. This is JM in the AM. Oh, <laughs> 
daha beyri ki vayn aşem
with Shalom Aleichem, a second regish song in the hour. We got the uh, Modadi we opened up uh, with, and now Shalom Aleichem. This is by request by one of our great listeners. Uh, that is off our email system, zk at com. That's the way to reach us here in our Brooklyn studios till about 7.30 when Nachum Siegel uh, should arrive. I just spoke with Nachum, and he's making his way through that uh, the long terminal there at JFK, you know, it's like a mile long from when they get off the plane till you get to customs. I, I don't know why it's such a long walk. You know, they especially the plane with the ones that come from Israel. I don't know. They put it all the last gate, the last gate. You got to walk through the whole entire like terminal four, and then you know, make your way through customs. It's a long walk. So, um, yeah, he's making his way. Jump in a cab, head over here. He should be here shortly. Of course, Malcolm Holmline will be on. He will be on Emirates Hashem. Uh, with the weekly update. And of course, Rabbi Benjamin Yunin as well, um, coming up this uh, Friday morning. It's Erev Shabbos Parshas Vayishlach, candle lighting at 4.11. Yes, 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 it is uh, early. And uh, it is going to be a cold uh, day today. Um, listener Sandy checking in with us in Muncie. Um, she says it's 14 degrees over there, and uh, she's reminding everybody to keep warm. 14 degrees, and there's gonna be a lot more snow there than there is there in the city. So uh, prepare yourselves. Uh, listener Aaron, my good friend Aaron Brody, checking in with us on our app. He's enjoying the show. It's great to hear from you, Aaron. Um, Dafiomi, yeah, checking in with us as well. Commenting on our great app. Let us know where you're tuned in from. We'd love to hear from you. Comment on one of our great apps uh, if you're tuning in on our app on your smart device. And if you haven't downloaded yet, that uh, is the way to uh, to listen to us if you're on the go, definitely, or if you're around your house or anything. Just go to your app store and type in the magic name, Nachum Siegel, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L, and you will see it right there. It is a great app. I have it going all day long on my phone, and it woke me up as well this morning. So, uh, yeah, it has a great uh, alarm clock feature. Uh, okay, it is um, 6.47. Oh, wow. Our general manager uh, commenting on our WhatsApp group. She said the door to the plane was frozen shut. <laughs> Unbelievable. I think I'm... I think they got it open because uh, I, I 
<laughs> I hope they get open. I heard from Nachum that sounded like he was already like walking through terminal. I think he, he's out of there already. But uh, wow, that's unbelievable. Uh, okay, we are heading back to the music. Um, by the way, before the Shalom Aleichem Regesh, we heard uh, Rebbe Sion Shanker. Last time we heard uh, Lechad Daudi. So I want to review that. We're going to hear from Benny Friedman coming up next from his brand new album, Fill the World of Light. Love this selection called Light. <laughs> and um, he was on with Nachum uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was a great interview, and if you missed it, check it out on our archives, nachumsegel.com or on our app. Here is Benny Friedman with Light at ZK, Zalman Kopel, sitting in for Nachum Siegel till uh, about 7.30 or so, <laughs> here from our Brooklyn, New York studios, and let's see, is this going to work? Yes, here we go. Oh, maybe not. One, two, okay, I'm having some issues with our cue box over here. Da da da. Okay, we are going to get to Benny Friedman in just a moment. It seems that we have a little issue here. It's our. Da da da. Okay, we are having a little issue here. Unbelievable. Um, listen to Eric checking in with us. From warm Yerushalayim, where it's 51 degrees Fahrenheit. I am jealous, listener Eric. <laughs> I wish we had that weather. Um, our listener from a text message is thanking us for playing the Regesh. Oh, okay, I see what happened. Ah, uh, Okay, I think we're back on track. Here is Benny Freeman with Light.
For you on Sunday, on Monday, on Tuesday, enjoying every tune. In Wednesday's matinees or Thursday, on 
Friday, yes, Friday, but early afternoon. On Saturday night after Shabbat, you'll see me performing a show of sing-along. On Friday night, I'm with my family together. On Friday, we sing this Shabbat song. Come back from the synagogue on Friday night. We sing. Shalom Aleichem, Aleichem, Yasharet, Songs of Elvis Presley, King Elvis, Cliff Richard, I sing them quite a lot. But deep inside it's Kosovitsky, Melamsky, Anigl, Bajosul, Rosenblatt. I love the songs of Nissa, Dekka, Polanka, The Beatles, it's been a hard day's night. But when it comes to Paul McCartney, I tint it by adding a little Yiddish guy. Saturday morning when we come back from the synagogue, we sit around the table and we sing. Lemis, Lemis, a rumble in Hebrew, in English, a Jewish Zambal song. I'd love to do one day the Phantom, the Phantom in Yiddish will be a lot of fun. I'd love to sing in Lokroviata, Ida, and Tosca, and yes, Foggy and Betts.
Shkoyach, Betty Weber. And that was Lachina Rananu. Great selection from Betty. And uh, Dudu Fisher, never on Friday. Baruch Levine uh, with Toda. And um, let's see, yeah, we heard uh, Betty Freeman with Light. And uh, it is um, 7.08, and uh, you, my friends, are tuned into America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listen to sponsor, Digital Radio. Heard exclusively around the world on NahumSiegel.com, the NSN Network, and the NSN app. There you have it. Um, update. Update is, is that, <laughs> this is really unbelievable, but uh, Nahum, believe it or not, is actually stuck on the plane. This is really unbelievable. I was I thought they were joking, but um, apparently, yes, the uh, sleeve that goes to the plane is frozen. It, it, I never heard this before. You know, it's it, it. You know, they they should be used to this. I mean, uh, it's cold cold weather in airports all around the country, and and this particular sleeve is frozen and. Uh, Miriam L. Wallach, I'll just just sent me a picture that I having like some chocolate party that fly attendants on the on the plane while they wait for them to de-ice the sleeve and get them off the plane. It, this is a really unreal. Um, and the way things look now, I just uh, it does not look like Nachum will be joining us here in studio in our Brooklyn studio, which I'm a little upset about, by the way. You know, I had uh, a little breakfast prepared for the big boss, and uh, you know. Looking forward to seeing him, but um, he, he, they're not going to be getting off for another little bit, and it's not going to pay for him to come over here for a couple of minutes that uh, he's going to be able to uh, be here. But uh, we do plan on doing Welcome Homeline, the weekly update. Um, Nachum hopefully will join him uh, on a conference call. We'll try to make this happen here in our Brooklyn studios. Hopefully it will work. We'll do a conference call, and hopefully, uh, yeah, we will be be able to present to you the weekly update coming up here at JM in the AM. It's ZK Zahn Kopel, chief engineer here at the Nakam Signal Network, host of the Tuesday Live Lunch. And it looks like I'll be here um, for the remainder of the show. That's right. I'll have Nakam on the phone, and I'll be here hosting uh, JM in the AM this uh, in the remainder of Jim Nam this Friday morning. It's Erev Shabbos, Parshas Vayishlach, candle lighting at 4.11. Uh, earliest it gets here in the New York, New Jersey, Tri-State area. I believe uh, Miriam was mentioning, yeah, Miriam was mentioning that it's 4.01 in Yerushalayim. I, I thought the 4.11 was the earliest it gets everywhere, anywhere, but no, 4.01 in the Holy Land. And uh, 51 degrees over there. Lucky them. Uh, it's gonna, it's 17 degrees outside right now, and if you're heading out, do bundle up. It's gonna be a cold, uh, wintry mix this, uh, tonight on Shabbos, and that's gonna be hang, lingering around through tomorrow morning, and then it's just gonna be like nasty, so, you know, it's gonna be cold. So do bundle up if you're heading out. Don't, uh, don't get sick, you know? This weather getting cold and getting warm, getting cold, getting warm. A lot of people uh, getting these viruses now. Not good. Um, okay, I'm just checking out the updates over here. <laughs> a lot of updates. 
see. Okay, that's not to mention on the air. All right, we are going to head back to um, some more great music here. We're going to get to uh, another great selection, um, another Shabbos selection. Let me just check the app before we head back, see uh, what kind of comments we got over here. Da, da, da. Oh, boy, we got something here. Uh, let me just see if we can pull this up here. Listener Terry saying that she had that uh, twice with the, uh, with the sleep freezing over and uh, on her past flights. Uh, wow. I've never had that. I've, I've, I've flown in, like, also, like, this type of weather. I've never had that before, Baruch Hashem. Uh, Mayor Furtick checking in with us. And it's great to hear from him. Listener Mommy Katz uh, wants to know if we can archive the Arab Shabbos music mix. We'll uh, we'll look into that. We'll check in with our music produ- producer Bark Zamek. We'll see what uh, he has to say about that. All right. Um, okay, I think we're ready to head back to the music. This is Yerachmiel Begun and the Miami Boys Choir with Shabbos Yerushalayim. You are tuned to JM in the AM.
place in your heart, deep within, known as the Koidesh HaKodoshim. There's an altar there with a heavenly fire burning. That's why we're always yearning. Mm, there's a place in your heart, deep within, known as the Koidesh HaKodoshim. There's an altar there with a heavenly fire burning. That's why we're always yearning. That's why we're all returning. This fire takes you higher if you let it burn. Inspire your desire to live and learn. If you ignore it and don't absorb it, brother, you're playing.
fire. Avramo Avram Fried was playing with fire. And uh, we heard Yerachmili uh, Gun in the Miami Boys Choir with Shabbos Yerushalayim, a great classic for you here on JM in the AM. It's ZK Zalman Kopel here with you. It's 7.22 on this Erev Shabbos. Parshas Vayishlach, candlelighting time here in the New York, New Jersey, Tri-State area is 4.11. 4.11. Listener... Listener, New York to Montreal is commenting on our app. Brr, it's 8 degrees Fahrenheit in Montreal. Good Shabbos, everyone. 8 degrees, unbelievable. Well, do bundle up if you're heading out. And um, it is, yeah, going to be a really, really cold day. Update is with Nachum Siegel. Um, is no update. <laughs> Actually, there'll be the weekly update with Malcolm Holine, but they are still stuck on the plane, believe it or not. I've never heard this before in my life. I mean, now I heard a couple of stories, you know, people getting stuck for uh, 10, 15 minutes. The sleeve got frozen, you know, that connects to the plane for a few minutes here and there. But they're stuck there for almost, you know, 45 minutes or so, and then nothing happening. (laughs) So they are stuck on the plane there. And uh, Malcolm is going to call in... Here to our Brooklyn studios in uh, a little bit. He'll uh, do the confer- he'll do a conference call with Malcolm Homeline to do the weekly update. And of course, I'll be here with you till 9 a.m. Filling in for Malcolm Siegel here. And uh, of course, we'll feature uh, Rabbi Benjamin Union with the Torah portion of the week coming up in the eight o'clock hour as well. All right. Um, Listener Devoer checking in with us on our email system over at zk.achamsigl.com. Wants to hear some uh, country Yussie music. Yes, <laughs> I'm a big country Yussie fan as well. And all you, you that tune into the uh, Tuesday Live Lunch would, would know that by now. We always got to a little bit of country music, country Yussie music during the Tuesday Live Lunch. Which can be heard, by the way, every Tuesday here on the Nachum Single Network between 11 and 1 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you never tuned in before, give it a try. Uh, to give it, to take a listen to us, to me. <laughs> uh, this is coming Tuesday, uh, God willing, at 11 a.m. Eastern Time here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Here is Country Yossi and the Stiebelhoppers with Shabbos Wine. The sweetest drink I know may no longer The one on Friday night, your Shabbos menu Six days I work so hard, I sometimes get depressed. Shabbos wine The 
You here on JM in the AM. It is uh, ZK Zalbuk Kopel here with you on this Friday morning of Shabbos Parshas Vayishlach, kind of lining up for 11. Um, by the way, we heard uh, before Ohad, we heard Country Yassi and the Steeple Hoppers, we heard Shabbos Wine. And um, the update is, is that we have the boss himself, Nachum Siegel, live from his vessel. <laughs> Nachum, are you there? Live, live from where? From the vessel, <laughs> did you say? <laughs> Is that what you said? Jessica? That's what I said. Um, you know, I, I first of all, I, first of all, you sound great. I must say, ZK, we got to have you sub for day day more often. You sound great this morning. The original plan was that ZK would sub for a few minutes, and I'd end up in one of our remote locations and uh, conduct the rest of the show. Um, Unfortunately, things don't always go the way you want them to go. And uh, I'll just give you advance warning. We don't know what's going to happen yet with the weekly update because we're in a unique and interesting situation here, to say the least. The plane landed at 625. The plane landed safely. That's Miriam L. Wallach in the background. The plane landed safely at 625. It dropped behind schedule. 
and then um, because nothing could go as smoothly as we as we would expect when you make a plan, you know how it is. God is hysterical. Uh, am I on the air? Or are you on the air? Um, so what happened was uh, at some and everyone gets up. You know how it is. You gather up your stuff. You get up. You're anticipating a a smooth transition to uh, passport control, the baggage claim, and then uh, eventually into a cab on the way to the studio. And um, apparently some piece of equipment between the sleeve and the aircraft has malfunctioned because of the freezing cold. Those of you listening around the world, you should know it's about 20 degrees. What is it, ZK? It is 17 degrees outside. 17 degrees Fahrenheit outside. And uh, hence, we are stuck on the plane because the equipment doesn't work. They just announced a few minutes ago, that was 625 we landed, so now it's about an hour later. And they just announced a few minutes ago that they are trying to create a system between stairs and buses and bus drivers and security to actually get us into the terminal um, at some point this morning. They, they were very vague about what point this morning they were referring to. <coughs> they did allude to the fact that it's going to be a very long morning on the aircraft. I don't know if that means till noon or, or what it means. So that's the, um, that is the uh, update from here. And um, it's only it's only the end of the first hour of this ordeal, so we haven't gotten yet into the watching people completely panic and freak out it's yet. Not yet, Lord of the Fall. <laughs> we're not at that stage yet. <laughs> but um, that is the total and complete update. Now, let me. Get, I'd love to review just for a moment, especially for our listeners who, <laughs> based on the numbers and the reaction, a lot of people were. Very um, pleased with our programming over the last couple of days. We had an amazing JMN program yesterday from the Inbal, and I was joined by the Seagull children, who were uh, a good part of that show. And uh, there's nothing better than being able to broadcast from Israel. And uh, there were a few purposes for this very, very short trip, but the main one was the ceremony last night that a lot of people watched, the ceremony and concert that was uh, taking place at Beit HaLochem in Tel Aviv. And I had the honor... Uh, with the uh, President of Israel in attendance to represent diaspora jury in conveying a message to uh, to the Israeli army, to the soldiers who were there, um, just how appreciative we are, even outside of Israel, or especially outside of Israel, for their incredible service to the Holy Land, to the Medina, and to the Jewish people. And I was able to convey that and uh, did so from the stage a couple of times, and it was an honor to be part of that. And the plan was straight in the plan was executed straight from there. We went to the uh, airport, and hence we are still on the plane that took off uh, at about 1 a.m. Israel time from uh, Tel Aviv. So here we are, just waiting things out. It was uh, it was great to be part of that incredible uh, evening. Uh, Barry and Simon Jacob, who uh, chair our Jewish Unity Initiative, were there with us because we again consider this part of our Jewish Unity Initiative. That was the message of the day. I'm much looking forward to being in Livingston, New Jersey tonight, assuming we're, <laughs> assuming we're not on the plane for Shabbat. I'm looking forward to being with my family in Livingston, New Jersey, at Rabbi Klibanoff's shul. And I'll be able to tell this story and hopefully a whole bunch of other stories about the last 34 years. Miriam Wallach and I were just talking about some of the crazy things that have been happening. And this is certainly up there with the things we've encountered over years. So that is the um, the update from here at the moment. In terms of the weekly update, because we did have a plan to connect with Malcolm Honline and uh, discuss some of the events of the day. We'll let you know in the next few minutes exactly what's going to happen and how we're going to do that. So just be patient, everybody, as the begins to run thin here. 
on the aircraft. I'm asking our listeners to remain as patient as possible regarding the weekly update. PK, any questions? Do you have anything you'd like to add? <laughs> By the way, I don't know this where is the start. shame of it. ZK's on the air with us, but he's not here on the plane. If he was here on the plane, you know he'd be able to figure out in a moment exactly what the problem is. Exactly. It would take more than that. I would just open the back emergency exit and go, and go out to shoot. <laughs> he's, he's already offering advice. I love it. Uh, anyway, that's the story from here. So we're on LL Flight 001, but flying no longer. We are on the ground waiting to see if we ever get off this plane. And it looks like our baggage is off, so my baggage may be home before I am. Um, <laughs> ZK, ZK, give me a few minutes, and uh, I'll update you as to what's happening. And as they always say, nothing like this could ever happen except on live radio. It's a pleasure to bring everybody this tale from uh, from our travels, and we will uh, be in touch in another few minutes as uh, ZK continues the Friday morning edition of JM in the A. Okay, thank you, Nachum, for that great update. Unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> this is something else. Uh, okay, we are going to head back to some more great music here on uh, JM in the AM. As you heard, Nachum is uh, stuck on the plane uh, on LL Flight 001 as uh, they come up with a plan to uh, try to get the passengers off. And... Um, yeah, you know, JFK is a huge airport. I don't know. They don't have another. They mentioned, I heard announced when I was on Malcolm before, that they don't have another gate that they could, uh, you know, had the plane to to let the passengers off. I, I never heard of such a thing. I mean, well, I'm not, as Nachum would say, I'm not in the airline industry. Maybe <laughs> these things happen often, but it, it's kind of ridiculous that there is, you know, I have the whole JFK that can't figure out how to somehow have some backup system in case something like this happens. But whatever, who am I to say? Uh, Air Shop is Parshas Vayishal, Candle Lighting 411. I remind you again. And uh, we are going to Yaakov Shweki. This is Smachot. And uh, we'll be back soon with another update to let you know what's happening here on this very exciting cold morning here at JM in the AM. Oh, my. 
Wecky with Machot here on this Friday morning JM and AM, Erev Shabbos. Um, we hope to try to have um, Malcolm Holine with the weekly update. A little bit delayed, which we're going to try to maybe have him on about uh, 8 o'clock, assuming that uh, um, they're able to get up to the plane to a, to the terminal somewhere where Malcolm could... Uh, could um, Um, be able to do the con- the conference, and we'll see if we could make this happen. Um, so I'm waiting for an update from Nachum. Matis Weingast checking in with us. It's great to hear from you, Matis. And yeah, I made a mistake. It's actually a minus 8 in Montreal. Not 8 degrees, it's minus 8 degrees in uh, Fahrenheit in Montreal. Feels like below 18. Unbelievable. Really cold out there. Um, going back to our app over here, listener Sandy checking in with us with a Mazel Tov, a double Mazel Tov, to uh, Chaim and Eva Silber on the birth of the grandson to Esther and Sasha and the granddaughter to Cookie and Nathan Mazel of, uh, wait, oh, it keeps on, uh, people keep on commenting, and every time I try to read it, it just jumps out, it jumps off the screen. But, uh, yeah, big, big miles from all of us here at JM in the AM. Uh, listen, your hood is checking in with us. Mark's checking with us on the app. Um, another listener writes here, it's bright and sunny here in Jerusalem. Yes, yes, yes. A lot of people commenting on our app, the Nachum Siegel app. If you haven't downloaded yet for your smart device, I urge you to go to your app store and type in the magic name, Nachum Siegel, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com. You'll see it right there, and uh, it's a free download. And then uh, you'll be able to have us all the time, wherever you go, on your smart device, the Nachum Siegel Network app. It is uh, 7.49 here, and we are going to head back to uh, some more Jewish music here on this Friday morning. It's ZK Zalman Kopel, chief engineer here at the Nachum Siegel Network and host of the Tuesday Live Lunch. If you haven't heard my Tuesday Live Lunch yet, I urge you to take a listen this coming Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time here on the Nachum Siegel Network. All right, I'm going to check in with the boss, see what the update is, with the weekly update, and uh, we'll be back with more here on JM in the AM. Nice Jewish boy from the other side of the tracks. He was a hustler, a gambler who lived on the edge, and they called him Lucky Fingers Max. He could play the ponies, call the fights, rolled sevens when he threw the dice. But if you asked him for a dime, he'd laugh in your face. He was lucky, but he wasn't too nice. Find his lost Jewish soul 
talk fun. You can buy yourself a coat and some bread. Rabbi Lucky said you don't understand. I'm a gambler, a hustler, a cheat. All I see is a Jew, the young rabbi replied, who needs to get back on his A.M. Uh, Lucky Fingers Max from um, Gershon Roba's Variations, song that uh, Nachum is very familiar with. <laughs> and uh, we have an update. The update is, is that we hopefully have here a weekly update with Malcolm Holmline and Nachum Siegel, who I believe uh, are both on the line right now. Thank you very much there, ZK. Yes, I'm actually on this uh, plane still, believe it or not, and... Um I know it's hard to believe, but we have to conduct a weekly update because that uh, is a very important feature for our listeners. And with that, I remind everybody, number one, to keep in mind our friends at OnlySimples.com who continue to utilize our amazing content for their incredible live news feed. Uh, check out OnlySimples.com for all the latest and greatest in terms of uh, wonderful stories in the Jewish world. And, of course, our friends at JewishWorldReview.com who continue to post thousands of articles of great value that you could print out before Shabbos and read anytime. Um, JewishWorldReview.com. We thank them for enthusiastically recommending our network to their incredible readership. Malcolm Holmline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Joins us Fridays with the weekly update here at JM and the AM. Mr. Holmline, welcome back to JM and the AM. Thank you. I see you have a mobile uh, broadcast now. <laughs> <laughs> it's great assistance to us, but it doesn't seem to help the frozen. <laughs> I can't even get into a competition with Malcolm about plane stories, because he'll hold in that category every single time. But it is unusual that we landed at about 6.25 this morning, and we're still sitting here waiting for the uh, equipment to either de-ice or whatever it is that they're officially waiting for. Malcolm, am I right that you would completely defeat me in a contest of All of us have been through the horror stories of uh, aircraft in various positions, but uh, today we'll deal with the news, the real news. 
Yeah, that's for sure. The real news is on the way. Uh, I have to tell you that, I mean, the reason for this very quick trip was uh, I was asked to, um, in a sense, represent Diaspora Jury at a Jewish music event that was held at Beit HaLochem, a place that you're very familiar with in Tel Aviv. Uh, and I was honored to be there uh, with the President of Israel in attendance to simply deliver a message to the Israeli soldiers of how much they are appreciated by Jews outside of Israel. And this is a topic that I've discussed a million times. And I was able to give that message and deliver it from the stage. And it, it really it hit an emotional uh, tone for a lot of people there. A lot of Israelis came over to me afterwards and said, you have no idea how much it's appreciated, these words. And a lot of people sometimes are skeptical about what these messages mean and how seriously they're taken. Um, it was a very special evening, and I know that you are one who, who always uh, encourages us, no matter who we are, uh, to remind our <clears throat> heroes of Israel just how much they are appreciated around the world. Absolutely. It's a, it's a great institution, and uh, um, I think it's uh, it's great that you were there, and sorry about the inconvenience on the return, but it doesn't shouldn't diminish the importance of the event. Uh, much appreciated. It was really something uh, quite stirring. All right, uh, to the news of the day, you know there are a lot of very anxious people who are very curious about your reaction to the choice for the next Secretary of State in the United States. What is, in fact, your reaction? Well, we don't know him, and I've uh, had a hard time finding anybody who, who really does. And, and the uh, couple that did was only through business contact, so we have no idea of his positions on some of the key issues uh, of concern to us, and we will no doubt find out. And it makes all the more important the uh, who, who will get the appointment as the deputy uh, director, deputy uh, secretary of state. And we'll have to see what the style will be, whether it will follow the Kerry Clinton model, or will it follow George Schultz's model, uh, whether it's somebody who engages the, the uh, uh, underlings in the State Department, does he create a separate uh, leadership elite group around him and have very little to do with uh, the bulk of the State Department, as is the case now. So a lot of questions, but right now a few answers. The, the headline seems to be, at least as, um, uh, as uh, is uh, concerned with uh, people who are concerned about Israel, is that he's somebody who is uh, in favor of or not against the Iran deal. Is that anything to be alarmed about off the bat? Well, there are many people in the cabinet who are very strongly uh, um, concerned about Iran, uh, General Flynn and General and uh, Mike Pompeo and the uh, it was the head of CIA or to be and uh, even I think General Mattis uh, uh, I think I mentioned General Kelly right. so there are strong people uh, people who are very strong on the issue we don't know what his position w- will be uh, we know it's regarding Russia but frankly we we don't see much uh, evidence. He, he, he did oppose sanctions, but so do many in the business community as a general principle. That does not necessarily mean what his position will be vis-a-vis the Iranian deal. Um, I found the 60 Minutes conversation between Leslie Stoll and Prime Minister Netanyahu to be very interesting this past Sunday night. Uh, there were a couple of, uh, of points that were made that I thought were, um, were fascinating, frankly. It, it seemed that um, the, the President, when, when she was trying to press him on what options he has regarding Iran, it seems the Prime Minister, I should say, um, was alluding to the fact that Israeli military might could have a role in you know, future dealings with Iran, and it seemed like he was trying to say it without actually saying it. Were you getting that idea that he was alluding to actual 
military intervention by the state of Israel. Well, he has repeatedly made references, and in his visit to Azerbaijan and Kazakhstan, a remarkably important visit to two Muslim countries, one Shiite, one largely Sunni, on the border of Iran, and uh, the warm welcome and public welcome that he got in those countries, and his remarks in in Kazakhstan, where he sent a message to Iran that Israel is not a rabbit, but a tiger, and warning Iran of the consequences of messing with that tiger, and it's a message he has repeatedly uh, issued. So I don't think it's it's new. I think it's it's a serious warning to a country that continues to threaten Israel. The Khamenei told the um, leader of Palestinian Islamic Jihad, who visited Tehran this week, that Israel won't exist in 25 years if the struggle continues, and has made other comments about the, their an ordered uh, building of nuclear powered uh, ships, uh, something I, I'm not sure that they can pull off, certainly not without violating the uh, the agreement because of the enriched uranium they require. But many things that were, were said that Rouhani uh, uh, talked about uh, retaliatory responses to the ISA, so threatening the United States, threatening uh, Israel is commonplace, and also boasting about the Iranian-Russian-Syrian Hezbollah coalition that won in Aleppo, and indicating that uh, it will continue and that they will continue their struggles, quote-unquote. Um, I think that those are all uh, uh, what motivated the response by the prime minister. Yeah, but why be that vague, then? It seemed like he was just trying to play around with an American reporter. Yeah, but he can't, you can't openly declare war, and you then you give a pretext to Iran to take some sort of action, saying that, the, and they'll say they only did it in response to, to the provocation or the threat. or the. So I think, you know, he tried to hedge it, sending a message without going too far. America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, exclusively at NahumSiegel.com and the NahumSiegel NSN app, and of course uh, around the world to all of our digital platforms. Malcolm Holmline with us. It's the weekly update for a Friday, unusual situation. I'm actually an plane, uh, which is uh, trying to get its equipment together so we could actually get off the plane at some point. And Malcolm is based in New York. Um, the um, Part of that interview on Sunday, I thought it was a pretty... Um, I, I thought Leslie Stahl had a lot of nerve to suggest that because of the Prime Minister's efforts in different countries around the world, and specifically in the Middle East when it came to diplomatic efforts, uh, there was actually, and I don't have the quote in front of me, but it sounded like she said uh, that it looked like he was forming some type of anti-American alliance in the Middle East, and that was part of the whole Netanyahu relationship with Putin that she had cited as well. Uh, what's your reaction to that claim by her? There's no evidence of an anti-American predilection on the part of Israel in any regard. Of course, there were tensions, there were concerns, but Israel has to have relations with Russia. It's a very important player. Remember, you have a large Russian Jewish population. You have many other common interests, and Russia's role within in, in Syria and in the region, which has grown with the uh, withdrawal of the West from from the Middle East. Uh, I, I don't think that uh, one is contradictory. There's no one that will replace America in in terms of Israel's security, defense, its outlook, its regional and its global uh, activities. Israel is the uh, is dependent on the United States. The United States dependent on them. We've seen the enhancement of military and intelligence cooperation. So it's not an either or situation. But um, Israel can't, you know, is not tied just to one country. And we've seen generally the isolation of Israel break down. As you know, this week we had an event 
where we on in Washington, where we honored um, the countries that aided Israel, and to see the ambassadors line up, including the Russian ambassador, the Turkish ambassador, to ambassadors of Azerbaijan, which hosted the event as a Hanukkah party tribute to the Jewish community, uh, and which uh, some reacted to in, I think, rather foolish and, and inappropriate ways. Um, and the, the the Greek ambassador, the uh, four or five Muslim countries were were there, and I think it's it's an important statement that Israel is not isolated, that Israel has built stronger ties, and hopefully that will continue not at the expense of the U.S. relationship, but can help America in in reinforcing its ties, whether it's Egypt, Jordan, any of the other countries that are involved. And uh, with the new administration coming in, uh, one would think that it would be. Even more, there's even more potential to enhance the relationship of the U.S. with some of those countries. Did you, uh, did you like how he went out of his way to stress how, uh, both personally and professionally, he admired Donald Trump? Speaking of the Prime Minister. Yes, uh, well, he's entitled to express his view. I don't know how intimate the relationship is, how well they know each other. I think they'll get to know each other much better over the coming uh, four years, at least. Okay. All right, we have a, a couple of minutes, I'm told, here. Um, the Amona situation, it's obvious for anybody like myself, who turned on a television in Israel over the last day. It, it seems to be the issue of the day in Israel, and depending on what political standpoint you have, uh, uh, some people, of course, you know, hoping that there'll be a peaceful resolution to all of this, others who are taking a much more radical approach. The official vote among the Amona Town Council was to essentially not cooperate with Israeli authorities uh, for the disengagement or the expulsion that's scheduled for the 25th of December. Do you think that we are going to continue heading down this road, or is there any potential for some type of peaceful resolution? Oh, yeah, there's still the potential. The question is whether it can be realized. Everybody stakes their position. Um, look, nobody wants to see a repeat of, of scenes that we've seen in the past with forceful removal. But I hope that the uh, that wiser minds will prevail and will find a way to to resolve it. They've been offered, uh, I think, pretty generous uh, uh, solutions or suggested rather, and let's see how they can be uh, turned into some sort of reality for everyone to to resolve this peacefully. It seems when members of government are interviewed on television, some of them just seem helpless. They just don't know, you know, what could be done to bring about some type of peaceful resolution. I. I fear that uh, we could be heading toward a very, very difficult scene in the next few days. But like you just said, hopefully there's still time to um, uh, to peacefully resolve things. Um, uh, the, the the delivery of the fighter jets this week in Israel, and this may speak to the point uh, we made earlier regarding Israel's military might and military potential. Um, did they go out of their way to create news stories about these types of acquisitions just to remind the world? what type of, of, of capacity they have now at the moment? Well, certainly you want to send the warning, but it is a, a big deal when uh, uh, the new planes come. This is the first of, a, of many, and maybe as many as 50, ultimately, I think the first orders in the 30s. And um, not many countries have this, it's a, so it's a message from the United States of the special relationship, a message from Israel, a message to Israel's enemies. Uh, it's so much so that Iran responded and said, well, the new planes aren't going to change the military equation, and we're going to have the strength to do whatever we need to do, etc. So, obviously, they do take note of it. And uh, I-, I was present when the first F-15s came, and it was such an emotional experience to see the American planes being met in the air by Israeli jets 
and they come then together, they, they land together, and the pilots embrace as they get out of the planes and on the tarmac, and then came, we were able to go over and meet with them and talk to them. It's actually a very moving ceremony. It was delayed because of bad weather, so the planes got in a little later than intended, so sort of messed it up a bit, but it still took place, and it's very important. Um, sort of like LL flights. <laughs> I was just going to say, trouble with aircraft everywhere these days. Uh, mm. um, I will give you the final word in a moment because I'm told that we're going to have to wrap up in the next minute or two. But I just, you know, in Israel, uh, especially from some of the people that, some of the types of people that I hang around with, uh, there seems to be a, a rumor, maybe I should find a stronger, more effective term than that, um, that there really is a, an effort. Uh, factually, meaning um, procedurally, uh, to really get the embassy moved to Jerusalem, that people are actually, you know, have undertaken a plan, a real plan that will ex- that will, uh, you know, actively uh, get the move started. Is there anything you could tell this audience? No, would love to see this move happen. That this is, you know, any different than what we've seen in the past. Yes, I think it is different. Um, first of all, the appointment of David Friedman, who's been a very public and strong advocate of this. Um, uh, may be an indicator, but again, we have to see what the policy will be. But there are ways, there are, are creative ways that have been discussed. I know the mayor of Jerusalem on his visit last week when uh, I had the privilege to meet with him and talk to him about this and to others. You know, there's talk of, of taking the uh, new consulate in Arnona and making that also an embassy so we can have a consular division and just put up a plaque and say, this is the embassy. There's, there, are others who, who, there are other solutions that have been proposed. Nobody wants, including the prime minister and everybody else, doesn't want to give a pretext to, to you know, violence. We've seen some increased attacks over a couple of days, even though overall uh, the attacks in Jerusalem were down significantly. But uh, when uh, they came out of the Fatah conference, we've seen the, you know, the uh, fact that, that uh, almost nothing changed, but th- they may want to have a diversion. It's something that he's used in the past, and more than half of the people uh, polled recently in the last week, uh, Palestinians said that they w- would like to see a return to the armed intifada, and, and two-thirds want to abandon Oslo, and uh, 76% protest the corruption, uh, and and half believe Israel is going to destroy Al-Aqsa. So you see that there is a lot of tension within the society, a lot of tension against the uh, um, against the Abbas regime. They recognize, you know, that the, not only his corruption, his ineffectiveness, his age, and he arrests. He, they they sentenced Dahlan to a three-year term because he's trying to eliminate his opposition. I think. So the uh, uh, then you have. Uh, the possibility of a, uh, under a pretext or by design to to uh, raise the tensions and divert attention, but uh, there's no need why that that should have to take place. And I think if it's done with sensitivity and with intelligence, steps can be taken. And in six months, the the, the president waived the the law uh, just recently, so in June, I guess it will or or May, it will come up again, and the president simply could. Not uh, signed the waiver, and that would allow people with the passports uh, to have passports from Jerusalem. It would change many of the legal uh, issues and challenges that have come up, and they'll deal with the terror, the the real estate issue, perhaps as well. Yeah, well, I don't think that too many of us have thought all those options. I'm glad you laid those out for us because that would indicate that there is more hope than we think. 
uh, for some type of procedure to go the way we want it to go. Um, all right, I'm told by aircraft personnel we only have about another minute or two. I'll give you the final word because I'm without my regular notes in front of me, as you can imagine. In this situation, it's hard to remember everything I wanted to discuss, but go ahead. Is there anything else you'd like to update us on before we wrap up? Yeah, there are a lot of things that have been happening over the last week that I think are, are very important in terms of the, the danger now of the Palestinians trying to introduce something at the UN Security Council over the next couple, the next week or so, maybe even in a couple of days. We know they sent a delegation here this week to work on it, but we hear that the, uh, I spoke to UN people just over the last uh, few hours uh, about this, so that's a, an issue that people should be, uh, uh, should be looking at and the um, the 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 also about the um, uh, the other appointments that will be made beyond the uh, the ones that are the most high profile but often are, are very important in terms of affecting the future director of uh, direction of uh, relationships with Israel but I also want to thank everybody who helped make the Washington event such a, a great success and it, it it, to see these countries line up and to see the the cooperation and the uh, stellar group that came that wanted to join in paying tribute, uh, I think that there are positive signs that we should never lose sight of because if we only deal with the negatives, then you you not, don't really have a balanced and realistic position. At the same time, we see the threats that are coming from Iran this week, and the the talking about retaliatory response, retaliatory responses to the United States. Uh, th- these have to be answered very clearly and strongly. It's the only message that Iran uh, can deal with. It's the only message. All the dictators and terrorists, and what we saw in Aleppo should be a warning. I mean, the, inuma- the inhumanity that's been demonstrated, the war crimes that have been committed, and yet hardly a whimper in response to it. So, uh, And yet Israel gets criticized for all of its great humanitarian work, and they still find a way to condemn it. Yeah, and this is something I brought up to you last week that we discussed about these uh, threats coming from Iran, and we'll explore it further, of course. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we should update. We'll continue next week. Have a wonderful Shabbat. And again, uh, thank Shabbat you. Shalom, and I hope your luggage uh, arrived in the same plane. I told you, my luggage will be home before I am, the way it looks. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, ZK, can I, ZK, can I uh, directly introduce Rabbi Yudin? Are we, re- are we ready for that before I... Uh, uh, yeah, we, we could go to Rabbi Yudin right okay. now, sure. So I'm going to introduce Rabbi Yudin and just remind everybody that Table for Two with Naomi Nachman is coming up at 9 o'clock. And keep in mind that there will be likely a surprise live lunch for a Friday. Live, live programming for a Friday coming up at 12 noon Eastern time. You'll be able to enjoy that. Yet another innovation uh, we're testing out this week here at the Nachum Siegel Network. This time each and every Friday, every Arab Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. And before I introduce Rabbi Yudin, I just want to mention, because I'm going to have to leave now, that um, I am looking forward to my visit to Livingston, New Jersey, beginning tonight, Rabbi Klippenhoff Shul. Very much looking forward to that appearance over Shabbat. And now I could say, good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of, privilege of reading Parshas, Vayishlach. Parshas Vayishlach, according to the Chinuch, contains the third mitzvah found in the book of Bereshis. Alkein lo yochlu b'nei Yisrael as gid The Jewish people are not to eat the sciatic nerve as found in the animal. Arayom till this very day, because Yaakov 
our patriarch was injured in his encounter with the guardian angel of Esav uh, on the night before their very special meeting and take a look in the Ramban who sees in this uh, wrestling match a portend, a prophecy throughout history that Esav will try to topple Yaakov but in the end, just as Yaakov survived that night, so too will he survive until, please God, the coming of Moshiach. I'd like to focus on the opening four words of the parasha. The parasha, as we know, begins with Yaakov Avinu sending an elaborate gift to his brother Esau, trying to win him over, that Esau should not be so upset and angry with him, that he took the blessings from him, some 20, uh, no, it's 20 plus 14, 34 years ago. So the Torah tells us, Vayishlach Yaakov Malochim Lefanov, literally, Yaakov sent messengers before him. Now Rashi tells us that the word Malochim, which can be explained as I did, messengers, it means Malochim Mamosh. Not messengers, but angels. Yaakov sent angels. And what prompts Rashi to take this explanation? He bases it on the Medrash. And if you take a peek at the very end of Parshas Vayetzeh, literally the last two verses, and we're told that when Yaakov comes back to the land of Israel, so he is greeted by, the Torah tells us that he is greeted by Malachi Elohim, literally the angels of God. And Rashi explains there that just as by Yaakov's dream of the ladder, and the angels were Yordim Olim, literally, they were not going down and coming up, but just the opposite. They were Olim Yordim, they were rising up the ladder and then coming down. So, one of the explanations is the angels that were with Yaakov in the land of Israel were ascending the ladder and angels that were going to be with Yaakov outside of the land of Israel were descending the ladder. And now what do we have? Now that Yaakov has, quote, come home, so the Torah tells us, Yaakov Olach Ladarko, after leaving his brother Esav and leaving Uncle Lavan, Vayifku vo Malachi what does he do? He meets, he encounters the angels of Hashem. These are, according to one explanation, angels of the land of Israel, and they have come to welcome Yaakov home. Now, the Sefer Darche Musar by Rav Yaakov Naiman has a very insightful essay on this topic of Yaakov 
and his utilization of angels. And he asks, what does the word of come to teach us? After all, the verse, which means literally in front of him, before him, Yaakov, the verse could have said, he sent angels, and continue after the third word, El to his brother Esav. What does Lefanov before him add? And so he has a very interesting concept, and that is as follows. There are two different types of angels. Namely, there are angels that were created starting with the second day of creation. At the end of the first paragraph, and the Torah says that at the end of the first day, it was literally one day. It doesn't say the first day, even though all the other days are Shani, Shlishi, and Ravi, second, third, and fourth. So literally the one that comes before the second should have been the first. It doesn't say Yom Rishon, which means first. It says Yom Echad, day one. And Rashi tells us there, that this refers literally to the world and God. Hashem was one at this time on day one, that even the angels were not created until day two. But there are angels that we know that God created, and they serve God as His, literally, messengers. The angels of Gavriel, Michael, Raphael. These are different angels that God dispatches and He utilizes. That is one type of angel. But there's another kind of angel, and that is, we find in the fourth chapter of Pirkei Avos, that Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov taught, he who performs a mitzvah, konelo praklit echad. He acquires for himself an advocate, and our rabbis understand this to mean literally, he acquires for himself an angel, an advocate, a positive one on his behalf. And unfortunately, one who commits a sin, a transgression, acquires for himself a prosecutor, a bad, quote, angel. Now, the question over here is, in terms of the angels that a person creates, we find the commentary on Pirkei Avos that the Knesset Yisrael, in his commentary, writes that we're being taught in this Mishnah that commensurate with an individual's performance of the mitzvah, if he does it in a sense of enthusiasm, completeness, with thinking it out, and joy, and preparation, then this type of a positive mitzvah creates an angel who is strong, and who can go to bat for him, in a great sense. However, if a person does a mitzvah perfunctorily, out of habit, without preparation, without putting time and effort and joy into it, 
such a, quote, malach, angel, that he creates, is going to be weak and unable to really advocate on that person's behalf. And where do we see this? He points out very sharply. And what I'm going to tell you now is not pshat, the literal translation, but it's most exciting because it's an interesting deduction from the following. Avram Avinu is about to do the Akedah. He has the knife in his hand when God sends a malach, an angel, to stop him. And the angel tells him, Al-Tishlach Yodcha el That's it. Don't extend your hand and do any harm to the lad who is Yitzchak Avinu, 37 years old, bound on the altar. And then he goes on to say, Watch. Now I know that you are a God-fearing individual and you did not hold back your one son, your only son, literally from me. Now what does it mean from me? The angel is speaking to Yaakov. He should have said to Yaakov, now I know that you are God-fearing because you did not hold back your one and only son from God. What's me many from me? So the Darche Musar explains so sharply, me many from me. Look at me. Look at the angel that you have created. Look how strong and powerful an advocate I am on your behalf. Why am I this strong? Me many learn because you are Yerayalokim. I know you are a strong, God-fearing man from my very essence and my very being that you have created. So now that there are these two categories of Angels, I ask you, my friend, which of these two sets of angels did Yaakov choose from in order to send a uh, delegate and delegation to his brother Esav? And we continue with the Darche Musar, and he suggests that the word Lefanov is not simply giving you a direction that Jacob is sending messengers before him, but rather he's taking from the angels that are before him all the time, namely his angels, the angels that he created with his Ma'asim Tovim. As we say that Yaakov tells Esav in Lavangarti, which our rabbis understand to mean not just that I sojourn or live with Lavan 20 years, but Taryag Misfo Shamarti, I observed to the best of my ability, I studied and fulfilled the 613 commandments. And so from Yaakov's observance of these commandments, he created angels. From those that were Lifanov, those that were before him, he took and sent as these uh, emissaries to his brother Esau. What a powerful idea is being expressed at the very opening part of this parsha. Lest someone think, oh my goodness, Yaakov sends angels, what does that have to do with me? 
Number one, it has to do with each and every one of us that your, our actions count. What we do, our actions are so significant. Our actions, as we're taught in chapter 4 of Avos, create angels and commensurate with that which we put into our actions, that is the way the angels that we are going to create will be. And this is true in all our actions. Now look, our belief in angels. Interestingly, the Talmud in Brachos teaches that in yesteryear, when they were more cognizant of their being accompanied by angels, when they went into the bathroom, they said to the angels, His kabdu Please, wait outside for me. We don't do this today. We're not so haughty to proclaim that they're accompanying us. But listen carefully. Please, God, tonight and every Friday night, whether you sing it or you say it, Shalom Aleichem. What are you doing? Stop for a moment. You are literally welcoming angels. Your observance of Shabbos is creating an angel. Your recitation of Kiddush tonight is creating an angel. If you're going to pause beforehand and say to yourself, Wow, what a privilege to fulfill a biblical commandment. Wow, I understand that this is reminding me and those at my table that God is the Zecher. He is, this is a remembrance of creation. It's a remembrance of his being Yitzias Mitzrayim, the one who liberated us and the one who's involved in our lives. It is such a different kind of Kiddush than if one simply perfunctorily recites the words that he said last week and I'll say next week and he doesn't catch, doesn't focus on the meaning thereof. And this is true with the mitzvah of Kiddush that we're going to do tonight, and it's true regarding all mitzvos that we do. Kitshanu b'mitzvosav, we're going to say next week, next Saturday night, the three blessings before we recite Ner Hanukkah, and two blessings each night. If you think what the words mean, she'osonisim lavosenu, that God literally performed miracles, there was no way, in accordance with the natural events of this world, that the few would defeat the many. But just as God intervened then, it gives us the inspiration, the excitement to go on with the future, despite the fact that there are so many that don't yet appreciate the value of the Jew. And so we have this very powerful idea, learning from Yaakov that Lifanov, his angels were there for him, and my friends, so too, I pray, will yours be there for you, because your actions do count. Shabbat Shalom to all. First time ever there Strapped into his knapsack With his long curly hair He stood there for a while Then broke out with a smile 
Mordechai ben David, just one Shabbos. And there you have it. Uh, thank you to Rabbi Benjamin Yoon for the great uh, Torah portion of the week. And uh, yes, Nachum Siegel is on his way home. <laughs> As, uh, you know, what I uh, hear from the uh, group over here that I'm looking at. Um, yeah, they finally made it off the plane. I don't know how. I don't know if they got to go down, you know, onto the tarmac or they were able to get the sleeve going, but they made it off Baruch Hashem, and uh, he's probably got customs now, um, trying to get out of the airport altogether. <laughs> All right, candle lighting today on this Erev Shabbos Parshas Vayishlach is 4:11 here in the New York, New Jersey tri-state area, 4:01 in the Holy Land. That's what our general manager uh, mentioned to me. And, uh, yes, it is a cold day today here in New York, New Jersey, Tri-State area, and uh, Montreal as well, where it's minus 8 degrees. Uh, it'll be a high today of like 24 degrees, so do bundle up if you're heading out. It's going to be snow tonight, changing over to rain through uh, Shabbos morning, so, yeah, get that uh, rain and snow gear, um, you know, snow coat, whatever, raincoat, <laughs> Shabbos raincoat, ready to go, because... It is going to be um, wet tomorrow morning on your way to Shul. Okay, um, coming up after Jame Name, of course, is Table for Two. And uh, that will be presented at uh, 9 a.m., of course, Eastern Time here on the stream. And then uh, we will get to the Arab Shabbos Music Mix, presented by, brought to you by our people, our wonderful friends, I kid them, that is. And then at 12 noon today, we will be, um, our music producer Mark Zamek will be presenting a light Arab Shabbos lunch. There you have it. A, a light Arab Shabbos lunch. He'll be uh, bringing that to you at uh, 12 noon Eastern Time here on the Nahum Single Network. So uh, you don't want to miss that. It should be very interesting. I know I will be tuned, and uh, so should you. That's 12 noon Eastern Time here on NSN. All right, um, we heard MBD just one Shabbos. We're going to go to Yossi Green and Kalakaini here. And you, my friends, are tuned in to JM and the AM on the Nachum Siegel Network. If you want to reach me here in our uh, studios here in Brooklyn, it's uh, zk at nachumsiegel.com, zk at nachumsiegel.com. You could also comment on our app. We have lots of uh, comments on our app today. And, uh, yeah. If you haven't downloaded our app, I urge you to do so. It is the best way to tune into us, especially if you are on the go. Um, you could do so by going to your app store on your Android or Apple device. Just clicking the magic name, Nachum Siegel, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L dot com. Here is Yassi Green from Yiddish Nachas, volume number one. <laughs> Ein, ein, 
Hoppers with Curry Bone. Love that selection. Another great Country Essie song. We heard uh, Country Essie a little bit earlier on in the program. Um, I think that was an hour number one. Uh, there you have a Curry Bone. Uh, let's see. We heard Yossi Green's Yiddish Nachas Enkelakaini for you here on JM in the AM. It's ZK Zalman Kopel, Chief Engineer here at the Nachum Single Network and host of the Tuesday Live Lunch. Uh, that could be heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time here on NSN. Um, it's Erev Shabbos, Parshas Vayishlach. Candle lighting is at 4.11. Yes, I believe uh, this is the earliest, um, the earliest it could be here in New York, New Jersey, Tri-State area, 4.01 in the Holy Land. And again, uh, if you want to reach out to us, we have a lot of people who comment on our app. Uh, you can comment on our app, one of our great apps for your Apple or Android device. Or uh, you can email me here in our studio, zk at nachomsegel.com. If, ha- if you have any technical questions about tuning into us, by the way, on our all-digital platform, I uh, urge you to email our uh, technical support, yoni at nachomsegel.com. Y-O-N-I at N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L dot com. So, yeah, Yoni on com. If you have any technical questions on how to, uh, um, you know, get your app going on your phone, if you have any technical issues, please reach out to Yoni at NahumSiegel.com. And, of course, is our uh, our employee, <laughs> Yoni Pollock. Who uh, we'll be chatting with shortly after JMDM. Table for two coming up next after this program in about, uh, let's see, uh, 13 minutes from now. And then we will present the Arab Shabbat's music mix um, brought to you by our friends at Kedem. And then at 12 noon, the premiere of the Arab Shabbat's Light Lunch presented by our music producer, Mark Zamek. And I can't wait to hear that. So, Mark, I hope you're preparing a great show. And uh, can't wait to hear your premiere here on the NSN network. 
We are going to get to uh, eighth day right now. It's Shabbos now. This is JM in the AM.
going to wrap things up uh, the way we always do here on a Friday morning at Jame Naim. It's Journeys, time to say good Shabbos. Er Shabbos, Parshas Vayishlach, candle lighting up 411. As Nachum usually says, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. You are, you are tuned to America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard unless it's sponsored. 
Digital Radio, heard exclusively around the world on NahumSiegel.com and the NSN Network and the NSN app. And uh, I wish everybody a uh, great Shabbos. Um, hopefully, Nachum's having a uh, safe trip back home right now as we speak after a, uh, after a very interesting morning, after a wild morning uh, on LL Flight 001, stuck at the gate. <laughs> Uh, but I believe he's on his way home now, and hopefully have a safe uh, trip back home. I know he's heading to uh, New Jersey for Shabbat, and I hope he uh, is able to rest well as well over uh, over Shabbos. Um, coming up next, Table for Two here on the Nachum Siegel Network, followed by the Air Shabbos Music Mix, brought to you by our friends at Kedem, and of course the premiere of the Air Shabbos. Uh, live light uh, light live lunch. There we go. <laughs> I'll get one these days. And that, that's going to be presented by Mark Zamek. And until, uh, let's see, Tuesday when I host the Tuesday Live Lunch, it's ZK Zalman Kopel wishing everybody a good Shabbos.